0: on that with so much happening. It's my pleasure to introduce Adelaide Timbrell. Take it away. Thanks, Adelaide.
1: Thanks, Mark. So in the economy, what we've seen lately is a lot of new data, um, particularly around the key policy issue, which is inflation. So First, the actual inflation data, um, we saw that in Q1, uh, it did rise by 1.4% over the quarter or 7% over the year. Now, 7% is still a very big number compared to the 2 to 3% that we're always aiming for, but much lower. Than the 7.8% we saw through the year to Q4 2022. Now, when we dig into the data, what we see is that goods that we can easily trade between other countries, uh, as well as physical products, are both seeing inflation decelerate really, really nicely. But services inflation is still very high and doesn't seem to be coming down really much at all. So, what that tells us is that there's still enough excess demand in the Australian economy there's still too much money and spending flowing around versus what businesses can keep up with and it means that businesses are still able to pass on any cost increases onto customers or even in some instances increase their profit margins as well. So what that's telling us is that the local behaviour on the grounds in Australia is still contributing to too high inflation and that means the Reserve Bank has an incentive to uh, either keep rates the same or raise them, and really no incentive in the short term to cut rates. So, we do think the Reserve Bank will raise uh, the interest rate one more time. We're picking that that will happen in August, right after the fresh inflation data comes out in July. Now, the federal budget came out um, on the 9th of May, and that showed us uh, you know, a lot of the increased economic growth um, compared to what the government thought would happen last year, and has really reduced budget deficits. But it hasn't reduced the budget deficit or the net government debt we expect in the future because they're spending less, but actually because we are uh, giving them more or there's more revenue going into the government due to a stronger economy. And although we hate inflation in the private sector for households for long-term well-being, it's actually really great for tax revenue and that's helped as well. So, when we look at the federal budget policy measures, what we saw was very targeted cost of living relief. So when you give most people or a big chunk of people in the economy extra money, what they do is they like to spend a bit of it. And that actually adds to the imbalance between how much businesses can provide us and how much we want to spend. We don't want to add to that imbalance because that's really one of the big drivers of inflation. So what we saw was cost of living relief really is only going to actually affect the hip pockets of you know, the most vulnerable in our community rather than a more widespread approach, really good for inflation and balancing out that uh, social services aspect. I think what was not in the budget, which was really, really good for inflation as well, was anything exciting around big new construction projects or other big government spending measures. It was a modest budget. They were very careful not to put too much extra spending in there. In fact, over the five-year forward estimates, we got $146 billion of extra expected revenue, but only $20 billion of extra expected spending. And that spending is mostly around structural pressures, which we really can't kind of not spend money on including things like aged care, defence and interest payments. When we look at government debt in total, it does get worse every year. There's a budget deficit, which is every year but this year. But when we look at it as a percentage of GDP in regards to how much interest payments we're making, that's still pretty low compared to other economies and not too much of a concern. So, Pretty neutral budget. It's not going to help inflation, but it's not going to hurt inflation, which means that our RBA call stays around the same. We're still expecting a relatively weak Australian dollar through the year, maybe getting up to the early 70s as we get to the end of the year. So, not a lot of change. On the FX side, and when we look at um, the Australian risk of recession compared to other countries, still very low. We do think that New Zealand will hit recession uh, sometime in the next 12 months, but we really don't see that for Australia. So we are seeing a soft landing, less um, interest rate hikes in total than we see in other countries, and a lot less of that um, economic pain than what we see elsewhere partly because we are sheltered from some forms of inflation and partly because the Reserve Bank, unlike other central banks, is going to be taking those high interest rates at 4.1, which we think will be the peak, and leaving them there for much longer rather than going up really quickly and then coming down really quickly. So, good news is we're not going to get as high in the interest rates. Bad news is they are going to stick around for longer than what we expect in those other countries.
0: Adelaide, one question on labour, it's a much talked about issue within the economy, the level of employment, even labour costs. What's your take on on labour?
1: So we expect that the labour shortage or the very elevated amount of demand for jobs will continue. When we look at the ANZ Indeed Job Ads Index, we're seeing the number of job ads is 52.5% higher than it was pre-pandemic. Job vacancies are also still very strong. And so what that means is Even as the economy slows down through this year and next, and some businesses do think twice about whether they need to hire more people, the unemployment rate is going to stay low and the labour market is going to stay tight. We're also expecting wage growth to actually accelerate over this time on average because it does tend to take a while for wages to speed up, but then it also takes a while for wages to slow down as the labour market becomes less tight. Thanks.
0: Thanks very much, Adelaide. Um, Well, I guess we could call that good news perhaps to look forward to in in all of this. It's been a pretty fast-paced environment and um, yeah, let's hope that uh, we can have the right kind of landing so that we can get on with growth without creating too much hardship for everyone in our economy.